You've just tuned into Beyond Your Past, part of the Mental Health News Radio Network. Welcome back to Beyond Your Past, the podcast that focuses on inspiring you to move forward from what's been holding you back in life. Each week, we talk with clinicians, coaches, mental health advocates, and those who've overcome tremendous odds and now use their journey to encourage you throughout yours. I'm Matt Pappas, Certified Coach and NLP Master Practitioner, alongside Joanne Suppressi, Author, Certified Coach, and Hypnotherapist. In addition to talking with amazing guests on the show, we share practical tips and insightful strategies that empower and encourage you to break free from anxiety, self-doubt, and the negative mindsets that keep you stuck. This is your place to feel validated and encouraged as you take your life back and live free from your past. So hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Beyond Your Past. Matt and Joanne here. And before we get started today, I just want to give a big shout out to our amazing sponsors, inlpcenter.org, offering world-class online neuro-linguistic programming and life coach training to people in over 70 countries. I'm honored to be able to receive my certifications from INLP Center and utilize their research and incredible training programs and to daily recovery support. Interactive daily group calls in a safe atmosphere for survivors of complex trauma, equipping you with the skills and information you can use every single day in your healing journey. Learn more about this affordable resource and get signed up at cptsdfoundation.org. We are definitely excited to have both of these organizations along with us here on Beyond Your Past. They believe in what we're doing and we are grateful for their support, right? So on to the, on to the podcast topic today, Joanne, which is things we've learned along the way of healing, right? Yes. So one of the lessons that I learned along the way was um, to be careful about the questions that I ask myself. Um, after, you go, after you go through trauma and you go through abuse and you know, other type of uh, devastating experiences, it's so easy to fall into asking yourself, what's wrong with me? Why do these horrible things happen to me? You know, um, what am I doing wrong? And while it's really wise to reflect on your shortcomings and your mistakes, to see how you can improve as a person and how you can improve the steps that you take in your future, it's only wise to do this for a short while and with the purpose of making a plan to change to become the person you desire to be. But what I've learned is that it's very important to change these types of questions to other questions. However, I learned that it's very important to change those types of questions to what's right about me. You know, what can I do better? Start focusing on your strengths and make those types of things about yourself stand out. When we keep focusing on what's wrong with us all the time, we tend to feel worse and attract people that match that same type of low energy. So that was one of the biggest things I learned is to be careful how I talk to myself and the questions that I ask myself. Yeah, I think that's a really big one. And, and, you know, being aware, which actually kind of leads into, in, into my first point, the awareness of yourself. And of course, as you mentioned, though, understanding how you talk to yourself, the questions that you ask yourself and the way, and in terms of like the tone of voice that you use yeah. when talking to yourself is huge. Right. And so for mine, I have awareness because not only, of course, does it tie in with yours, but also 
you learn so much about yourself along this journey. You learn what you're capable of. You learn what you can really accomplish when you put your mind to it. You learn how to understand your feelings and emotions more. You, you become more in tune with yourself and you have this this greater understanding of, of who you are and what, you know, kind of makes you tick and what your triggers are and what things that you really excel at and what areas you struggle in. And it's, it's not to say that you wouldn't know this stuff about yourself if you weren't a trauma survivor. I mean, not at all, but when you go into that deep work of healing where, you know, you're working with a therapist, you're doing all kinds of writing assignments, you're reading books, you're journaling, you're watching videos, you're doing all different types of modalities. You learn so much about who you are and you have this appreciation of, a deeper knowing of the things that you are about. And I guess that really, it goes a long way, not just in trauma recovery, but it goes in life because that that can apply to your career, to your personal life, to your relationships, everything. Having that, that keen awareness of um, the things I excel in and the areas I struggle in, but really being in tune with my emotions and being mindful has been huge for me. So that was a, a big one that I've learned and that I still use today, obviously. Yeah, when after trauma, we tend to like self reflect a lot, and um, we do learn so much about ourselves. And it it's really, you know, it's like a blessing in disguise, you know, in some ways. Um, you know, I know before my trauma, I didn't really understand myself too well, um, but afterwards, it's it you really you really start to realize the strengths that you have, and you know, you, you learn that you could you even have more compassion and patience and forgiveness abilities than you ever realize that you are capable of, you know, so there, there's some pretty cool things that come out after trauma. But like you said, you don't need to go through trauma to experience these things. But it's just, you know, people who go through trauma and take the chance to, to deeply reflect usually do discover these uh, amazing qualities about themselves, you know, as long as they learn to focus on those things and don't fall into that deep pit of, you know, like regrets, resentments, and, you know, like, what did I do wrong type of statements. Um, So there is one thing that was really important for me to learn going through this, too, is um, through some of my trauma. Um, After, like, my parents gave me away when I was a child. So, you know, after that, I felt, like, very lonely and unloved for, you know, a large part of my childhood. And um, I felt unlovable. You know, I felt like I didn't deserve love. Um, but but throughout my journey, I came to realize that I was able to love and to be loved. Um, you know, first I had to learn to love myself because, you know, I was, after my parents abandoned me, I was so focused on looking for someone else to love me. And, you know, it's, I was coming up with all the wrong type of people. And that's because I wasn't loving myself. And, um, you know, once I learned to love myself, and truly appreciate the person I was, you know, and all of that deep, re- deep reflection um, helped me realize, you know, the amazing qualities that I have and that I am indeed lovable and I can love. Um, I started to, you know, realize more of my self-worth and allowed other people into my heart. And um, this is a very important lesson for many people to realize is that despite anything that they have gone through, any betrayal you've experienced, any abandonment that you've experienced, or any abuse or trauma, you do deserve to be loved. And um, that that was a really important lesson for me. One of the 
the key areas of your life that's really important to kind of have in focus and 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 really uh, I guess in balance is is the ability to love yourself before you start going into a relationship with somebody else because as amazing as that guy or girl is and how much they love you and how much they could they they complete you and you know all these other things you want to say about somebody on your wedding day if you don't love yourself nobody's going to ever be able to completely fulfill everything that you need in your life because you know you're right like you need to be able to appreciate who you are be okay with who you are love everything about you understand that you have limits and that's okay and and mm-hmm. and be okay with that and not rely on somebody else to give you that kind of fulfillment because ultimately as amazing as they are people are human and and they're going to let you down so being able to have that self-compassion for yourself to carry you through those times and also for just to feel independent i think is huge yeah. so yeah that's a big one it is a big one and then also you know like when if you're not loving yourself you may not even recognize that the person is loving you back you know instead of appreciating their love you're going to be wondering if they actually do love you you know you're going to look at them in suspicious ways instead of you know just accepting their love being able to accept yourself unconditionally also allows you to be able to accept and receive love from somebody else unconditionally yeah. so yeah that is a great point all right so my my next one is pacing yourself and this is something that not everybody necessarily can relate to i don't think because for me during my healing, I, I talked about this actually on the last episode, just a little bit in terms of avoiding burnout. But for me, once I kind of got started in healing and I was learning about myself, everything seems to make so much sense now. And I have all these light bulb moments and I got to learn more. And I felt like I like like I had this newfound drive, this new purpose, and I wanted to go, go, go. And I was all in 24-7 on my healing journey. I was reading books every day and and watching videos and, and writing on a blog and writing in a personal journal and doing my therapy homework and going to a therapist twice a week and all this stuff. I did not pace myself and I got near burnout on more than one occasion because I was so driven to heal and to try and feel better and to learn more about myself that it, I, looking back, I wish I would have paced myself a little bit more during those intense times. Now, I do now definitely pace myself and I do a lot of self-care and I'm okay with with, with the pace that I continue to heal because healing is always an ongoing journey. But in, in those deep times with a therapist, I really wish I would have taken some more time for self-care. And when my therapist said, put the books away, put the journal away for tonight, go home, watch some TV, eat some pizza and do nothing or play some video games, I wish I would have taken that advice because I think it would have helped me to, to well, you know, just obviously to treat myself better, but to really um, not approach that burnout stage so much until it gets to like a crisis area when you really realize, hey, I've got to stop for a while. And then, um, you know, you risk the whole burnout part of it. So knowing your limits, being okay with how long the journey is going to take is really, really huge. I say that not everybody can relate to it because trauma is hard work. I mean, it, it is difficult work. And there's many times when you just want to quit because it sucks because it's it's so painful. So um, you know, I think throughout your journey of of healing, especially during the intense times, you probably most people probably go through these stages of you know really being driven and wanting to heal versus wanting to quit on multiple occasions. I know I have. So finding that balance, being able to do the self care even when you don't need it, which is huge, right? Like you don't just do self care when you're in in a crisis. You do self care as a preemptive strategy to help yourself. So you don't, you know, get into kind of a crisis burnout mode so easily or feel overwhelmed. So taking the time to work your way through your healing and being okay with your limits, I think is is huge. I mean, it, it's been huge for me. Yeah. Pacing yourself is, is really important. Uh, self-care is 
very important. Like, you, you know, you think about water, you don't drink water just when you need it. You have to drink water throughout the day, you know, and self-care is the same thing. You need to constantly care for yourself. And, you know, when you're in that mode where you're constantly focused on healing yourself, one thing people tend to do is avoid other people, you know, because they're so busy focusing on healing and healing and healing. And, and like you were bringing out, like pacing yourself, taking time to, you know, just go have fun with your friends and live life. You know, so go and enjoy that time with your friends, with your family, with your loved ones, you know, that that helps you pace the journey. That's something I didn't do, and I I wish I did. So I'm going to pass that on to others. The one thing that was a hard lesson for me, and it's not as nice as all these other ones that we've been talking about, is that you're going to change. Um, After trauma, unfortunately, we change. And it can be a fortunate experience, but it's a bitter, I, I consider it a bittersweet thing. For me, I know I long to be the person that I was before. The, the police officer sexually abused me. I was a very open person, full of love and trust and on this journey of kindness and, and you know, encouraging peace and, and things like that. And after this happened, um, like I closed myself up. I lost trust in others. You know, I built really high walls. I start being open and I just hid away. And then, you know, I learned to come out of that. But even coming out of that, I never came out fully as this open, like completely open like I was before. And, you know, that was a hard change for me because I enjoyed being very open like that. But throughout the trauma and, you know, I realized that being so open is actually not very safe for us to do as people because there are so many there are not, not so many, but there are people out there who will take advantage of that openness and that fully trusting person. So I had to learn to be more discerning and, and not just fully trust the people who were coming into my life. And, you know, that, that was a change for me. And it's a change, I think, for a lot of people who go through abuse and trauma. Um, and it's a, really, it's a really hard one to accept. So know that you're going to have to change in ways that you may not really like to, but they are going to be better for you in the long run. Yeah, change is always, it's always difficult. We are resistant to it. You know, we get into a kind of uh, a routine. We get into, you know, this is the way things are and change is uncomfortable. And while change is 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 necessary and important in life, it's never easy in any aspect, whether it's whether it's trauma recovery or whether it's career or relationships or, or your personal life or whatever. So understanding that, yes, you are going to change and the work of healing is going to help to really overcome so many of the things that have been plaguing you and, and holding you back from realizing your dreams and going after your goals and seeing who you really are and what you're capable of. But it is, it is scary, but understanding that in this case, change can be a very uh, good thing and learning to embrace mm-hmm. it just a little bit at a time. I, I consider myself kind of a purist at heart in terms of a lot of different things and not just trauma recovery. I mean, I'm talking things like like movies and like the foods I like and the people I, <laughs> I, I hang out with, right? I mean, I'm telling you when George Lucas sold Star Wars to Disney, my heart sunk because 
I'm a purist. I like the George Lucas thing, right? So don't laugh at me. <laughs> but I mean, now, now that wasn't really traumatizing for me, but it's just an example of like something like that. That is a change. And obviously I have zero control over it. So in the long run, it doesn't really matter anyway. Being okay with change and understanding that it's an important part of your life allows you to, you know, develop more self-compassion and more kindness to yourself and other things that we've been sharing here. So absolutely, I'm right with you. And yes, I'm a Star Wars and a Star Trek nerd. So don't judge me. Um, But my other one that I wanted to share is a big one. And that is appreciating how far you've come. And this is a big one because we oftentimes tend to minimize our accomplishments. I mean, if you've ever worked with a therapist or a coach, how many times has, has that helping professional outlined something to you in terms of, you know, how far you've come and how much you are doing and how much progress you're making. And you just sit there and you're like, yeah, but well, yeah, kind of, but, or yes, I know, but not really. And so we, we minimize it. I mean, believe me, I've done it more times than I can ever count. And um, it's, it's very hard to acknowledge how far you've come, but when you are a survivor working through healing, understanding that, you know, being, being able to look back at where you started at when you first started working with a helping professional. And even before that, you know, what, what was your life like before you ever started dealing with this? And what was your life like when you started dealing with it? And what's your life like now? And sure, it's not all, you know, roses and kittens and all that kind of stuff. And there are a lot of tough things to go through, but seeing how resilient you are, seeing all the hard work you're putting in, seeing how the little changes are starting to pay off with your self-esteem, with your self-confidence, with um, recognizing red flags uh, in terms of relationships and, and, and enforcing healthy boundaries and taking, you know, some calculated risks in, in your personal life, or your career, all the different things that are ultimate benefits of putting in the hard work of healing. When you just pause and take a look back and read through all of your old notes, read through that journal, read through some of the things that your therapist has shared with you or whatever, you're like, wow, I mean, I really have come a long way. And then you can sit there and kind of pat yourself on the back and say, I may have a long way to go and that's okay, but I sure have come a long way too. So, you know, again, that carries over to all aspects of your life, but, you know, give yourself some credit for a change and realize that the hard work you're doing actually does pay off and that you are making progress, even when it doesn't always feel like it. You know, I, I'm a rock climber and I work out a lot. So, you know, I liken that to, you know, when you're climbing a mountain, it takes a, a long time to get to the top of the mountain. And you don't even realize how much progress you're having until you actually look down on the ground and you realize, whoa, I'm up really high. Wow, look at all I did. And same thing with like working out and losing weight. Excuse me. You take a picture of yourself, you know, and then a couple months later, you look back at that picture and you look at your body as it is in the current state and you're like, wow, all this hard work is paying off. And it's the same thing with this type of healing as well. Acknowledging your progress is huge. Because when you're just in the middle of it, working and working and working, it gets tiring if you don't realize the progress you're going through and the benefits that you're experiencing. So it's so important to pause and reflect and to really appreciate all the hard work you've done. You you know, we need that. We need to congratulate ourselves and compliment ourselves along the way. It just gives us energy. It, you know, it gives us that extra boost we need to keep going further to become even better humans. One more thing I think that's really important is that you're going to have to reach out to other people sometimes. People don't often realize the journey that you're on. They might not realize that you're trying to heal through the process, whether it's through a traumatic experience like abuse or, 
you know, a weight loss journey that you're on, um, a business venture that you're working on, or, you know, an illness that you're facing, some people may not realize what you're going through because uh, they're living their own life and they're in their own world and their own things that they're going through. So sometimes we need to reach out to other people and say, hey, you know, I could use some time to just go out and bond with you and connect again, you know, or, hey, I need to talk, you know, about some of the things I'm going through. You know, do you mind having some tea with me or come over and and just spend some time with me? Sometimes we need to be strong enough to do that. And you're not everybody's going to be able to have the time for us to do it. And don't let that stop you from asking somebody else. Friends available. We have family. We have life coaches like Matt and I. We have therapists. There are support groups. There are so many different types of people out there that are available to us. But sometimes we need to uh, take the uh, time and, you know, the effort to reach out to them to let them know that we need support. We need to talk. We need just a bond. We need their friendship. Um, because if we don't do that, sometimes they don't realize it. And when we do that, we, you'll be surprised that people are, are actually appreciative that you are trusting them enough to reach out to them. So that's something I'd like to remind everybody to do. Yeah. And as we start to wrap this up, I think it's a great way to end this is, you know, reaching out for help doesn't make you weak. It makes you stronger. It makes you understand that, yes, I need other people in my life. I need some support now and then. And it doesn't mean that I'm a failure or doesn't mean that I can't handle it. It just means that literally you're a human being and you could use some help, some perspective. Um, you know, just somebody to listen and uh, somebody who, who can offer you some some advice when needed or just be that listening ear and be okay with that. I think that's that's a huge thing you learn in, in your healing is, is being able to rely on others and be okay with that and understand that, yes, independence is great and, and doing things on your own is great, but there's no shame in asking for help when you need it. So I think the last thing really is just, you know, this is certainly not a uh, exhaustive list. I mean, uh, Joanne and I will come back and share some more of these on a, a future time because there's a lot more uh, things that we've learned along our way. And we're certainly not implying that we have it all together and that we're super duper awesome, completely healed people because healing is always an ongoing journey. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, it is it is something where you do when you really put in the hard work and you are fully present, you know, during these healing uh, sessions and all the time that you're putting in to, to work on yourself and work on your trauma so you can have the life you want and have the relationships you want and go after the goals you want. And ultimately, nobody's going to be able to heal for you, but you. So the things you learn along the way help you so much um, in every aspect of your life. Welcome to the Beyond Your Past two-minute takeaway. Matt and I have learned many lessons from our journey of healing from our trauma. We learned that self-love and self-compassion are very valuable in the healing process and can also benefit our personal relationships. Be careful about the statements you say about yourself and the questions you ask yourself, as well as how you talk to yourself. You deserve to love yourself. Developing self-love and self-compassion takes time and is an ongoing journey. During your healing journey, it's important to pace yourself and to pause to appreciate how far you have come. This act of pausing and appreciating can give you energy to heal even more and to improve the quality of your life. Reading books, self-reflection, therapy, and coaching are very beneficial for healing. But so is making time to bond with friends and loved ones. 
make sure you don't isolate yourself, but you reach out to others for some normalcy. Go to a sports game, go hiking, watch movies, play games, or do something else you enjoy with the people you care for. These lessons are valuable, and we hope you can take at least one of these and apply them to your healing journey and life. Please share this podcast with someone that you believe can benefit from it. You can share it from your favorite podcast platforms like iHeartRadio, iTunes, or Spotify. Thanks for listening to Beyond Your Past, part of the Mental Health News Radio Network. Information shared on this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only. Nothing on this podcast should supersede the direction of a medical doctor or any mental health professional. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe on your favorite podcasting app and leave us a review. We would sure appreciate it. Also, please consider sharing this episode with someone who may find it helpful. If you would like more information on working with Matt as your coach, just head over to beyondyourpast.com and schedule your free one-hour chat. If you'd like to learn more about working with Joanne as your coach, please check out joannesuppressi.com and contact her for more information. We're always on the lookout for new guests. If you're interested in joining us on an upcoming episode, just head over to beyondyourpastradio.com and contact us. We'd love to hear from you. Talk to you soon.